It's Friday. It's June 10th. We got 15 games tonight. It's the early pre-lock show right here on MLB. DFS, Windale Sports, Tony, Adam. Uh, we got a ton of games, Adam, to get through. And as always, make sure you're following us at Windale Sports, uh, sponsored by the Sharp App, your one-stop shop for all things sports betting. And I got to give a couple shout-outs here. Number one, I got to give... I do. Speaking about Sharp, I, I have to give people their due. I got I to gotta give a shout-out to Statsational, who said to put a prop in for home run for Byron Buxton last night. And boom, not only does he get one, but he gets two. And I also got to give a shout-out to my Philadelphia Phillies, Adam, because, <laughs> man, like, I was all in on a Joe Girardi out-of-here wagon. I had no idea. Not saying this is all because he's not here, but – this has got to be, I'll tell you what, Adam, the Mets have to be a little scared that the Braves and the Phillies are really starting to ball out. Yeah, they really are. And, uh, you know, your Phillies beat up on the Brewers. So as a Pirates fan, that's A-OK by me. Aaron Nola did well for me, finally. Me and him have a bit of a rocky history, but that guy's <laughs> pitching well this year, man. Like, yes, his ERA is. is a little bit inflated for what you think, but. A lot of those below-the-surface metrics look really good for him. He, he's really having a, a really strong year. And, you know, it's, it's nice to finally be on the right side of the Arnola experience. And, it, you know, he did have two in the beginning of the year. I, I know we've talked about this before, not to get repetitive, but he had some starts where you think about for Philly with Cole Hamels, when Cole Hamels was pitching really well but had no run support. Yeah. Nola had no run support earlier in the year as well. And now this offense, the young kids are playing, and I just don't want to – I'm not just saying because I'm a Philly-biased guy here, but they have to play consistency in the lineup – those guys are mashing. It's exactly what we thought they were going to be. Yep. Just a bunch of mashers. I mean, did you see some of those home runs that they hit? It was insane. I mean, Harper and Schwarber in the same lineup within two spots of each other generally. It's going to produce some, some tape or uh, measuring tape yard uh, uh, jobs there. And they sure did it in Milwaukee. Crazy, crazy, unbelievable, but we'll see what happens. Them and the Braves are really going to start to make a run, but we're talking 15 games here. We're talking about right off the bat, starting pitchers, ace of the slate. I know we have multiple probably, but let's narrow into a couple. Adam, who we got for the, the ace tonight? It's kind of an odd slate because when you look at the top, it's not the most appealing ace slate that we've ever had here. This McGill's, is true. Coming, McGill's coming off the I.L., Probably doesn't have the pitch count. Walker Bueller has just really struggled this year to the point where people are speculating if he's injured. Zach Allen, meh. I certainly don't want to test the Philly offense the way they're swinging the bats right now. Pablo Lopez, okay, Houston Astros, not really. You know, he can succeed, but it's not the most appealing spot. So I think if I'm going to spend up, I think I'm just going to default to the highest, and it's going to be Joe Musgrove. When we look at this Colorado Rockies offense, when they're outside of cores, they're actually pretty decent against lefty pitching, but that it gets flipped on its head when they face a righty. They are 26th in on-base percentage, 28th in RWC+, 28th in OPS. They don't strike out a ton at 21.7%, but even still, you get them out of cores, they're just not the same offense, and Musgrove's just having a really strong year as well. And they're only 17th against the slider. That is Musgrove's main pitch. Yeah, Musgrove's been really good, and and we talk about this all the time. Pitch count, like the, the dude is going late in the games, at least averaging 102 pitches his last five starts, and he, he's a K guy, right? We talk about strikeouts, 13 is his last two, and if you look at over the course of his last five, I mean, listen, you're talking a 30-plus strikeout, so that's something that's extremely important. Now, 
have to ask you about this, Adam, because I, I'm looking at this slate and I'm going, okay, if we pay off for Joe Musgrove, absolutely. But who's that one B guy? Or is it going to be another double-digit guy or a guy like possibly an Aaron Ashby who's been really well for Milwaukee? Or is there anybody else that we can kind of punt to for a one B? So I do like Ashby a, a good bit. Uh, his main pitch is a slider as well. Washington is 28th against it. Ooh. The, the the catch there is Washington is the lowest K rate against lefty pitching in the majors. It's under 17%. Wow. It's not, it's not a spot that jumps off the page for K rate, even if the Washington offense isn't something spectacular against lefties. Where I'm looking to save money tonight, I think we could get another mini pitching duel in Atlanta. We saw Ooh. last night the game ended three to one or three to two. I can't remember what the final score was, but it was, it was a total of no more than five runs. And now you get Spencer Strider and Rasny Contreras on both sides of this. Strider's 7K. Contreras is 6,700. Now, for the Contreras side, I get it, man. The Braves are a very dangerous offense. They can explode at any time. But they also lead the league in K-rate against righty pitching. And they lead it by over a percent and a half. That, that's a, like, it doesn't sound like much. That's a big gap in K-rate for, against righty pitching. Contreras, we only have a 23-inning sample size. He's been a little bit worse against righties. That's a little bit scary. But he can strike people out with the best of them so far. His 27.4% K rate, 13.2% swing strike rate. These are like, you know, right on the border of, of ace-style numbers. And he's totally 6,700. It's a low number, man. It's a low number. When And when you spend that low, if you look at it, you know, against San Diego, 9.7 DK, but the other four starts out of his last five, he's averaging almost 17 DK. So right. if you can give me 15 to 20 for 6,700, I think I'd jump on that wagon all day. And, and on the Strider side of things, he's only had two starts. He's been out of the bullpen a lot. And we kind of figured, okay, his K rate's going to come down a little bit as a starter just because – you know, starting's a different animal than coming out of that bullpen. You, you have to conserve your energy a little bit more to try and get deeper into the game. His carry rate as a starter is still 31.6%, and one of those starts came in Coors Field, which is always kind of difficult. His slider's getting a 50% whiff rate. He's sitting on his fastball a lot right now. It's like a 70% rate for him. That can be a little bit dicey, but the Pirates are a bottom 10 team against fastball. If you're going to do it, Pittsburgh's kind of a team you can probably get away with it. I like that a lot, especially because you just talked about going deep into games. If you look at it, first start, he's 72 pitches, then he goes up to 87. Uh, if you 90, at, 95. Right. You you know what they're trying to do, right? Seeing whatever right. you stretch them out. So this is a really good spot. I like that. So a uh, lot of value there. Like like Adam said, it's an interesting slate. Now, how about on the other end, Adam? You know, what's that one pitcher we told him the gas can and got it? We're going to attack uh, with the bats. Uh, that would be Mr. Elvin Rodriguez from the Detroit Tigers. <laughs> Again. <laughs> we've been talking about the Blue Jays quite a bit this past week, in part because they were so cheap, and they had been cold for a while. The prices came down. Listen, they're expensive now. They're back yep. to where they should be, but it's kind of hard not to want to go after them. I mean, you get the Detroit pen on top of everything else, but while Rodriguez is in the game against righty hitting, uh, his FIP is over seven. His XFIP is approaching six. He is home run per nine is approaching three, uh, 17, uh, percent K rate. Nothing like he can't, can't miss bats. Lefty hitting has a home run per nine over four. Both sides of the plate are in play here. And the one way you can 
hopefully stack up the Toronto bats. They called up Gabriel Moreno, their prize prospect as a catcher. $2,000, baby. Ooh. You know we love those stone minimum punts. And especially oh. at the catcher position. Yes. They they haven't confirmed he's going to be in the lineup tomorrow. They said he will make his debut sometime over the weekend. Hopefully he's in there tomorrow because if he is, he's in my lineup. Oh, at, no, at, no doubt. At Triple A, he's hitting 324. His K rate's under 18%. He's 356 Woba. I'll, I'll take that against Detroit at stone minimum salary all day. I like that a lot. I do. And and if you throw him in there, if he does start, you throw him in there two grand. And maybe you throw a Guriel in there at 3,200. And then you could still get, obviously, Vlad if, at 5,400, even Springer at 57 or Pachetta at 56. Yep. So you can get two of those guys in there, get a little different with those value guys. Now, speaking of those stacks, Adam, what, what what's your main stack going into the night? So it'll probably be the Jays, but we can or we can also turn to the Rays as well. And that's another spot where we can grab some value. You look at Devin Smelter. He's another guy that's not missing bats. 12.5% K rate. That ain't going to cut it in the majors too long. He hasn't really gotten beat up, but his exit is 4.64. It's just a matter of time. And then you get guys like uh, Manuel Margot, uh, Bajron, Yandy Diaz. Okay, maybe I don't want to play Yandy Diaz in a J stack uh, if you don't want to give up the third base spot. But a guy like Bajron is going to fit perfectly he plays second and short so if you're not going to play Bobachet, you can put Brajan at short you can hopefully put Moreno a catcher that's only $4,200 and if you're using one of those cheaper pitchers that we talked about all of a sudden the rest of your lineup is pretty wide open to kind of play who you want here yeah and that's how you get different right that's how you get the, it's how you get different all the time and I love Margot he's one of those guys to me that just does, he has a lot of multi-hit games. He does it all, um, and he doesn't strike out a ton as well. So I know he had a four-strikeout game against the White Sox, but that normally doesn't happen to an above 300 hitter. So it happens, and again, for 4,100, you really can't get any better than that. Now, what about sneaky stacks? Is there a sneaky team maybe we're not looking at? I know it's in the past. It's been uh, teams like Cleveland or teams like Baltimore. You see anybody here that maybe isn't talking that nobody's looking at? So we'll see kind of how the how the uh, ownership uh, rates out here, but I really don't mind the Orioles again. Uh, Jonathan Hazley's not a dude that scares me whatsoever. ERA over four and a half, whip of 1.70. The Orioles as a whole are still pretty cheap. Um, you know, maybe yes. you can't fit them in with everybody that you want to do. You know, I'm not saying like, hey, just go out and put Trey Mancini in for 4,800. But you start looking at some of these other guys. Okay, I don't maybe want Mountcastle. Maybe I want that spot for Vlad. You got Odor. You have Mateo. Uh, you have Santander. You have Hayes. All these guys can still fit into that stack pretty nicely. Yeah, I, I love playing some Orioles, man. That, Nobody you can ever really, plays them, it seems. I know. I, I don't get it. And, and they, they are so, so, so much value. I mean, even that's why I always looked at Cleveland a lot because those guys are, are very valuable going up against the right pitch. And so, yeah, get different. Look at these values. Now, speaking about values, Adam, uh, a pitcher, a batter, an FFVP, anybody, uh, what's that value you have for tonight? Uh, for me, it's Brajan uh, from the from the Rays because he brings out positional flexibility. You know, you can kind of move him around, get you a little bit extra, and then it's going to be Moreno as long as he's in the lineup. Like those two hitters just really unlock, uh, like I said, almost any type of build you really want. So I'm looking at those two guys pretty heavily tomorrow. Hopefully, Moreno makes it into the lineup. 
I, I listen. I like that, and and I'll tell you what. I, I'm going to go really off base here, and I, I don't know if he's going to be starting or not. It, they're they're trying to figure it out. And again, I'm going to stick to my Philly pride. And there's going to be a game where Mickey Moniak gets back to what he was doing in spring training. They, you know, he had a fractured hand. He's getting there. He, they've been putting him in the outfield, been making some plays. He's swinging a nice bat, not always productive. But if you look at this, positive point production, I preach this all the time. My FFVPs is a $2,100 play, and he's been at the cash line one time out of the past four, but he's been seven, five, six, and zero. Okay, so he's getting to that point where he's starting to get comfortable. So once he gets comfortable, he's going to be okay. So and I and I know, listen, Arizona is not a pushover, especially against Zach Allen. I get it, but the Phillies are on a tear, and you're looking for somebody valuable. So I'm going to go with a sneaky play of Mickey Moniak. Now, Adam, it's Friday, 15 games, tremendously big slate, a lot of interesting matches. Before we get out of here, final thoughts or anything you have to say? I think for me, it's going to be a slate where I don't necessarily spend a ton on pitching. So far, we, we've talked about Ashby. We've talked about the Braves game. It makes my stomach churn, but you have Jose Barrios at only 7,500 against the Tigers. You know, you never quite know what you're going to get, but at least four out of his past, or three out of his past four have been at least 18 DK. Okay, he gets stomped out by the Angels. They were healthy at that point, so I don't really necessarily hold that against them. I mean, 38.2 against the Twins. It kind of reminds you that Barrios is a lot better than he's pitched so far. He should probably be a little bit more expensive than 7,500 coming off almost a 40 DK point game. Yeah, listen, th this could be, you know, we talked about it. Obviously, Musgrove being that lead dog, but this could be, a, you know, you put a few lines and maybe get a little different. Right. Maybe, right. maybe you go for those lower tier guys and and you smack up on the bats on that Toronto Blue Jay stack. Right. So you never know. Maybe you get a couple of pitchers in there, only spend about 14 grand and then you hammer it home with the bats. There's a lot of ways to get different. You always never just play one lineup, get a little different and try to outlay this conversation uh, or a competition, not conversation. But this conversation is over. When Daily Sports, make sure you're following us every single day. Adam Joss uh, article every day, whether it be bats, whether it be starting pitch and all the analytics are in there we do the live stream every night for the following day to get you caught up so you, you time to listen and on friday and saturday you'll hear us both five and five five categories five minutes to give you the best plays out there that we can in under five minutes so everybody have a fantastic evening we'll catch you tomorrow and everybody stay profitable